Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Hey, Pastor. How you doing today? Doing great. We're going to continue talking about the 10 greatest discoveries of your life so far. We've got to leave that right. so far right. um, in there. We had a great conversation on the first uh, five last uh, podcasts. And if you're listening, I'd love for you to go back and listen to those. And you can pick up kind of with the first five as we wrap up the last five um, today. And so, Pastor, go ahead and share with us what number six is, and let's talk about that. Well, yeah, and I, I would do what, what you said. So you get kind of the flow. Um, I would go back and listen to the previous podcast, um, and I think that'll be helpful. But we uh, we did talk about those first five, and let me just recap them real quick. That number one, God loves me, and Jesus died for my sins. You need to listen to the first podcast because I elaborate a little bit about yeah. how I arrived at these. Number two was that God provided the perfect wife for me. Uh, number three was the joy of children and grandchildren. Number four was the richness and reliability of God's word. And number five, we ended with last, a podcast, was the supernatural peace of God. And again, you kind of, uh, well, you, you stated at the beginning of the podcast that these are 10 greatest discoveries of my life. But so far, uh, you know, because I still hope I have a, a ways to go. Right. But uh, the sixth one that uh, I guess we really uh, uh, turn our attention to today is the honor of leading, uh, feeding, and shepherding um, the flock at Ridgecrest. Um, and uh, I really could say that probably in a couple of ways, the honor of just being a shepherd. Yeah. And, and that's what I initially wrote down, but then I thought, but that honor has been uh, magnified in, in my heart by the fact that he's allowed me to shepherd these people for all these years, 19 years in February. Right, wow. And so when I thought about that, I thought, it's not just the honor of shepherding and leading, but that he would let me do that with one people, right. you know, for so long. And, um, and he put on my heart, 2 Corinthians ten thirteen, where Paul writes and says, but we will not boast beyond limits, but we'll boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us hmm. to reach even you. And he put that, as we talked about in the last podcast, with each of these, God put a, a passage on my heart uh, as, he, as he was helping me kind of think through what are these great discoveries of my life. And just the, the prayer. Paul also said this. He said, I thank God that he put me in the ministry. Right. And, um, and so it is one of the great discoveries to me that he would use me. Uh, when I look from where I came and that God would take uh, take me, and that He would, if in any way, be able to do something, work through me. I just, uh, I am, I'm amazed. And when I think it was a great discover, discovery of my life that yeah. God would say, Ray, I will take you from where you are. That's good. And I will, I will use your life uh, on some level uh, for my kingdom. And what an honor. Yeah. Uh, what a what an incredible uh, privilege, as the scripture says, and so I magnify my my office. And then these people that God has allowed me to shepherd all these years, and uh, have developed and cultivated this this relationship uh, with pastor and sheep, sheep with pastor, 
what an incredible thing. Yeah. Pastor, I'm not make you feel any certain way with this, but you know, I would have been 11 or 12 years old when you first came uh, to Ridgecrest, and uh, I say that in a lot of different ways, but also just um, it's not it's very rare in some situations to have that consistency from yeah. that time with some person that's uh, serving in that type of capacity, and so it's been a blessing. Uh, for we would say the blessing is ours as well, and uh, we appreciate that. But you too. know, and Chase, you you know, while we're pinning bouquets on everybody <laughs> here, I just say one of the one of the great joys, in all honesty, one of the great joys, uh, for example, of being in a place uh, nineteen years is to see guys like you. Broxton is in here in the studio with right. us too. Yeah. He's the quiet producer behind the scenes, <laughs> but uh, but I had the privilege of praying with Broxton when Broxton speak up how old were you when you came to see me do you remember coming to see me uh, I was seven or eight I yeah. don't remember exactly but and we sit in this office uh, my office and I still have a gift that Broxton brought me it sits in my front office there's a little golf ball with a clock that keeps popping out but <laughs> it's a little uh, uh, and it has a plaque he, he gave it to me and it says Ray Jones on it and I've kept it there all these years Wow. Uh, but this is part of the joy you know Insane. of yeah of being in a place and not only ministering to the flock, but seeing the flock, the generations of the flock multiply and come forward and say, wow, you know, what a cool thing. And then to see God, like both of you guys having grown up here and then God calling you to ministry. And then, you know, what a joy it is to bring you on to this staff. And mm. now not only being kind of growing up in this church, but now serving these sheep and, that's particularly rewarding uh, for me too, and uh, so that's just all a really Insane. great uh, thing for me to experience. Hopefully for y'all to experience, yeah. but it's a great discovery. You know, when I think about that, uh, it just blesses my heart. Yeah. Number seven, Pastor. Let's move on. Uh, the presence, power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, uh, and God put on my heart John sixteen thirteen. When the Spirit of Truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he'll speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Uh, when I made, there was, I, I came up through Campus Crusade for Christ and worked in their high school ministry years and years and years and years and years and years and years ago. And, but we had two books that we had really kind of learned deeply. One was the four spiritual laws, which mm -hmm. is a way to share the gospel. Right. The second one was also revolutionary. The most revolutionary thing that happened in my life was when I realized that God loved me and Jesus died for me. So I said, no. Right. But probably the second most significant part of my relationship was, with God was when I discovered uh, what it means to walk in the Spirit of God. And that second book helped me understand that. It said this, Have you made the wonderful discovery of the Spirit-filled life? Hmm. And that book had a profound effect on me. It's just a little pamphlet, a lot like the four spiritual laws. Right. But it describes what it means to live a life of, of being filled with the Spirit of God and walking under the leadership and direction of God. Now, I haven't always cl clearly <laughs> done that, I, but... That book helped me understand what that means to have the presence of the Spirit of God operating with me and the power of the Spirit of God working through me. And uh, just a fantastic discovery for me, which is, by the way, the way God intends it for all believers to be walking in the power of the Spirit 
because of the residency of the Spirit in our life. So it's just an incredible discovery for me. Right. That is that is one of the things as far as, you know, you go back to number one, I could see where that easily can come in right at, you know, after that because obviously the work of the Wrong. Spirit um, yeah. in us. Share with us now, Pastor, number, number eight, the eighth discovery. Well, the eighth discovery that I jotted down was that God created me on purpose. That's good. Psalm 139 says this, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. And then listen to this, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, listen to this, in your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. Wow. That's an incredible statement. Yeah. And it points to the fact, that whole passage there, verses 14, 16 of Psalm 139, point to the fact that we're not accidents. And, I mean, it has been an underlying theme of my life in ministry. Right. You guys have been here long enough to know that I frequently talk about purpose, purpose, yeah. purpose. You've been put here on purpose. You've been put here for a purpose. And that purpose is found in our relationship and our walk with God. But that discovery changed everything uh, about ministry for me and the way I looked at life. So it helped me, even as a Christian, began to formulate this idea that I'm not just here to be saved. Right. I'm here to accomplish a purpose that God created me for, which is why we're all different so that we can fulfill those purposes. So that discovery uh, was another one of those great discoveries of my life. You mean God really has designed me with purpose? He's gifted me and given me certain abilities and everything. Uh, that was one of the, the most profound discoveries of my life. You know, Pastor, uh, God's used the verse Ephesians 2.10, we're his workmanship, masterpiece mm. created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. He's used that verse in so many ways yeah, in my own, my own life to, to grasp that great understanding that I've been created uh, for so much more and for that purpose for his glory. Mm -hmm. Number nine, Pastor, that prayer uh, really works. Well, you know, that uh, that might sound a little kind of uh, almost silly. Prayer really works because we would all say, yeah, we believe prayer works. But practically, a lot of times, I'm not sure we operate as if it works. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've had some experiences, again, time doesn't permit me to tell. I'm thinking about two or three stories right now where I've just been blown away by the power of prayer. Um, and Jesus frequently prayed, so we know it's important. He would pray all night, the Bible says, right. on some occasions. Right. And so learning how important prayer is to the effective life of a believer, in particular in my case, my life, uh, was so powerful to me. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians and says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having... Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm reading... I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. I, I, I should be reading James 5.16, where he says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. And this is what he says... The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working, yeah. you know. And so to really discover the power of prayer uh, is one of those great discoveries. Uh, and these are, you know, as I'm sharing these too, I'm saying 
these don't have to be your 10 greatest discoveries. Right. But I'm going to tell you something. They're great discoveries wherever right. they fall right. in a person's life. Right. That's very good, Pastor. I remember sharing that verse one time, and I've done it multiple times, but specifically one with a group of high school guys in a situation where we had talked about some really difficult stuff that guys were struggling with. And I just remember guys start standing up and sharing things and somebody else standing up and praying for them. Mm. And I, yeah. I mean, just one of those moments in ministry where you can look back and just see, uh, does God at work and all of that was centered in high school guys praying for other high school mm. guys. Um, so powerful in that. Yeah. Now we got number 10 here, but you have an honorable mention. So I'm yeah. not going to say this is the last one, but go ahead and share with us number 10. And then we'll talk about the honorable mention. Well, number 10 uh, is that God's provision defies my explanation. Hmm. And uh, I've got a lot of experience there. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Yeah. I certainly, uh, 40-something years of ministry, uh, I've watched God provide supernaturally. Both on a personal level, Alice and I, we have story after story that we could tell uh, when there were uh, there were lean days in our life and in terms in terms of just financial but we never missed a bill we never missed a meal we obeyed god's word about giving as god instructs us and god always took care of us in in months where at chase we could list on paper what our obligations were and then put down how much money we had coming in and they just didn't work yeah. and yet we were never late uh, we, we always ate, you know, and, um, and God just taught us early on, uh, to learn biblical stewardship and that he was more than, uh, capable of providing for our needs and sometimes our wants, yeah. but providing for our needs. And I can look back and because of those kinds of stories, uh, I can look back and say this, it has to be one of the great discoveries is that God God's ability to provide defies my uh, my ability to explain it in some cases, and not just personally, but corporately. I've seen him do things uh, in provision for church. I've got stories there where God just did supernatural stuff. Right, and so uh, that's one of the great discoveries: is that God really is capable, able, and does uh, provide in ways that defies our ability to explain it. Uh, you share one other verse right here, and this has been a life verse for me, Matthew six thirty three. Mm-hmm. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to yeah. you. Just speak so uh, truly to that as well. Simple and profound. Right. That's exactly right. All right, let's wrap up with the, I guess, 11th greatest discovery, yeah. the honorable mention, um, the value of books and reading. Yeah, well, you guys know, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Would y'all have been surprised if I had to put that on there? Would you I'm kind of surprised? surprised that it's an honorable mention, honestly. Well, well <laughs> it's it's an honorable... Yeah, I, I'll tell you why it's an honorable mention, right. okay? It really is a major one. Yeah. Okay? But it's an honorable mention because 10 sounds better than 11. Okay, gotcha. The 10 greatest discovery okay. sounds better you. than the 11 because then people say, well, 10 seems like a kind of complete right. thing, but if you say... Why eleven? Right, you know. And honorable mention so, sounds better than eleven too. I mean, you got yeah. to get a little honor to your. We got to get this in. 
And and the Lord gave me a, a scripture. I don't know if you guys, you know, ever thought about what Paul said in Second Timothy four when he he says, When you come, Paul's in in you know, he's alone, he's by himself. He said, When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books hmm. and above all the parchments. <laughs> he said, I'm cold, so bring my bring my winter coat. But when you come, bring the books. And bring the parchments. Probably a combination of stuff he just wanted to read. And they knew what his books were. Right. As well as the writings of the law and the prophets. The scriptures right. yeah. is what he wanted. And, uh, you know, I learned as a, a really young guy. Uh, uh, I started reading when I was 10 or 11. Now, I would tell you this. I didn't understand much of what I read. Right. And sometimes I read just because I thought reading was important and made you smart, and it does, but I didn't know a lot of what I read, but I, I stuck with it. I grind, I ground through a lot of books, I want to yeah, tell you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but in time, I began to love books, and you guys, you've looked in my study and my front office and my, uh, I have a work room, and then I have a home study and office and everywhere there are books yeah uh, i love books and um, uh, I, I just can't underestimate what they've done in my life they were a great discovery i'm so glad i discovered uh, books and i discovered reading because it has so enriched my life um, and i don't know if it's made me any smarter i hope it has but i have sure enjoyed it and uh, i read I read every day. I, I read some. I wrote a little bit about it in some New Year stuff for our yeah, congregation. Yeah. And sometimes I, it's out of discipline. Um, but but rarely do I just purely read from discipline. My discipline is also a desire yeah. in this area. So I, I read it every day. I remember, Pastor, a, a lunch that you and I had when I was pr- praying through and processing through the call to ministry. And you shared a quote with me uh, at that lunch about... Leaders are readers, but not all readers are leaders. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and yeah. so, so important and powerful as well. And so, Pastor, any last words today as we wrap up the 10 slash 11 greatest discoveries? Of well, I, your I would life? add, um, Broxton, our podcast producer, had made a comment in the break time, in one of our break times, about how many books a year. And I'm not sure, I have stacks. Uh, you guys know the stacks, and those stacks change uh, along the way. But um, so, I, how many did you read in 2019? In 2019, uh, I counted uh, 56 books. I think I read in 2019, and um, some of them are more detailed than others. Right. Some of them are real quick reads and easy right. reads. Right. But I may only read 40 this year it will all depend on the nature of the book and the content and some of them you just can't go through quickly you know right, you, yeah. they, you you kind of slog through them yeah uh, and uh, but uh, I will usually average um, somewhere between three and four books a month wow. usually yeah. and um, in uh, but in a heavy year I'll read what well, sabbatical really is what pushes the number up <laughs> yeah. because I read, uh, I read during the sabbatical month. I read eight to ten books in one month, yeah. usually. Yeah. And so, but this past year was an unusually large number of, of books uh, for me. But uh, it just depends from year to year. But, yeah. but the minimum usually is going to be about three books. The, that's a 
a three book month is going to be about the minimum gotcha. I'll, I'll get through something like that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really neat. So pastor, uh, thank you for these discoveries. And like you said, these are, they're yours personal, but there's so much power in each of them and application to each of our lives. And, uh, I know as we wrap up today, you had another resource you want to make available to those that are listening. Yeah, last week uh, in our podcast, we offered uh, When You Need a Word from God. It's a sermon short, which means it's a sermon synopsis of a message that I delivered. And uh, then this week, we want to offer three ways to miss God. Now, we don't want you to miss God. (laughs) But sometimes we need to know what, what keeps me from from getting God, you know, from hearing from God. And this takes a different approach out of the book of Jeremiah and, and what happens, what will cause us to miss God. Nobody ever says, I hope I can miss God. Right. But there's sometimes there's some things that we do that cause us to miss God. And that's what this resource is about. You can have it. If you, uh, email us at shepherd talk at, um, uh, shepherd talk at rbcdothan.org. And if you'll just ask for the resource, Three Ways to Miss God, we'll, uh, we'll email that to you. And also we said last week um, that if you'd like a copy of the 10 greatest discoveries of my life so far, if there's any help in those to you, you'd like a copy of those, if you'll request that, uh, we'll be happy to shoot that to you as well. Exactly right. Again, thanks, Pastor, and thank you guys uh, for listening. And we look forward to continuing this uh, conversation in the days ahead with our pastor here at Ridgecrest. And we'd love for you to give us a review or share this uh, podcast so others can experience as well. And again, we're just blessed uh, that each of you are listening and look forward to what God's going to do in the days ahead. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.